You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all that good stuff. We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time. Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, welcome to this special episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. They're all special, aren't they? Owen? They're all special, particularly in summer, because we are counting down. And today we've got eight investing movies or series that you can go and watch, and they're a bit of fun and knowledgeable at the same time. Yeah, something lighthearted while you're relaxing this summer. If you've uh, had enough of the money and investing books, because we have recommended plenty of them during 2022, and yep. we've got a few coming up in another episode this month, here's a few older and uh, newer shows on different streaming platforms that you might want to have a look at. Yeah, and the thing is, not everyone is a reader. So if you're interested in investing or if you want to break down the barrier to money with your partner, significant other, family, friend, whatever... This is how you can do it. Sit down with them, grab some popcorn, grab yeah. a Coke, no sugar, of course, and uh, watch one of these shows. Some are more entertainment than education, but I think they're a good way to start thinking about different things. And if you want something lighter. Yeah. So let's get into it, Kate. We're going to spend a couple minutes on each. Yes. Maybe we'll put links in the show notes to the series so you can go and check them out. I guess the first one is one that was produced not too long ago, 2015. It's The Big Short. This is actually uh, taken from a book. Um, and the, the, the idea is what basically unraveled in the global financial crisis of 2007, 2008. So, uh, for those unfamiliar in this, in this movie, it basically shows that Michael Burry, who was played by Christian Bale, 
it shows that he figured out that the property market in the United States was a house of cards. It was like people getting loans on top of loans on top of loans for houses. And then what happened is the the regulators and the credit rating agencies, which were supposed to go and check all these things out and say, hold on a second, all this money that's being used is not being used in a safe way. They were conflicted. So they were happy for the party to keep playing uh, keep playing the music. But then Michael Burry, a Christian Bale, figures it out. And what happens is he does this research and starts shorting all of the the investment banks. So these are the banks that helped finance all these deals uh, because he thought, well, if the property market's going to go to crap, the financial system's going to go to crap, all of these stock prices are going to fall. So by shorting it, I can benefit if they fall. And it goes through this emotional roller coaster of the conflicts and the issues and all this sort of stuff. And you see how it all plays out from multiple perspectives. Um, Steve Carroll, who plays... Um, what, I can't remember. I can't remember his name is uh, Mark Bond. Yeah, yes, Mark. Um, so he runs a. He had a very small hedge fund that also figured this out because this guy Christian Bale. We'll just say we'll call him Christian Bale, even though it's Michael Burry. Christian Bale is going around to all of these investment banks saying, "I want to short the property market. I want to short the property market." And all of them are like, "You're crazy. The property market only goes up." Sound familiar? Uh, property market only goes up. And then it all, as he was going around and talking to all these bankers about getting uh, an opportunity to short the housing market, they all started spreading rumors. They all said, hey, did you hear about that guy that's trying to short the housing market? Yeah, we've just taken all of his money and we're going to make so much profit off this guy. He has no idea what he's doing. And he was going around to all these investment banks. But then all the other investors found his research as a result of this. And then were like, oh, wow, it makes sense. Like this other guy who's shorting the property market, we're all going to do it. And that shows from multiple perspectives how it all happened. Mm. And basically what they were betting on is the fall of the entire American economy. And it worked. So that's the big short. And it's one of the most entertaining, but it's also quite confusing. Yeah. They have a lot of sort of like side notes where they explain different things during the film, but it's something – I've watched this film three times now over different years, and it's definitely something I understand a little bit more each time I watch it. Yeah. The basic idea is, here's the basic idea. The property market was built on crappy loans. Those loans were sold to pension funds. So like Australian Super, for example. I don't know if they got caught up in it, but that's yeah, an they example. they packaged them all up. And they, yeah, um, they call them CDOs, collateralized debt obligation, which just means like put it all together debt. All of these mortgages in one big parcel. And they'll be sold to pension funds. But the thing that happened is the credit rating agencies like Standard & Poor's, Moody's, all these big um, overseers, the gatekeepers that are supposed to say, that is really risky. You know, that should have a higher interest rate. All of those people will be like, yeah, it's fine. We get paid for rating this thing. Yeah, it's fine. There's still that tension today between those rating agencies and even audit companies because the company that pays them to do the audit, there's all that friction there because they're the customer, but they're also the one providing the result. Yeah, exactly. So... I think one of the really interesting things is all those companies like Moody's, Standard & Poor's, all those rating agencies, companies, they're still alive. So, you've got to think that is the worst possible thing that could ever happen to them. They were basically shown that they were doing the wrong thing and it almost called a meltdown, what did cause a meltdown in the global financial system, the thing that they were supposed to guard. And yet, they're still alive. (laughs) So, the businesses are really strong. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do without them, basically. So, uh, that's the big short. It's uh, really interesting. Uh, it's a good, good watch. Um, Kate, next one is Too Big to Fail. 
Yes. Tell us about this. So it's currently on Binge, and this is taking what happened with The Big Short, but instead of looking as much from the housing perspective and everything happening there, it's looking from the government perspective as they were trying to save some of the banks from completely collapsing some of the big insurance companies. So it was about like the Secretary of Treasury and some of the people in government, in the US government at the time, trying to find different solutions mm-hmm. and about all the major banks were struggling and they were trying to find solutions and at some point they just had to let some of them fail. Yeah, And it was a really interesting discussion, like who knows how much of it's true, but it did make you think about how much of the banking system does rely on consumer trust and belief that the system is stable. And once like they have conversations about if consumer confidence and investor confidence and even other countries turns, then that has a devastating like flow on impact. Absolutely it does. And, and it that's just, what we call the run the banks, right? Yeah. And it's like when we talked about the four pillar policy, when we talk, did our CBA episode. CBA episode, I mean, it just makes you think, yes, there is, if people lose trust in this system, then it just falls apart. Yep. Well, the only reason that they exist is because we believe they are safe. Mm. As soon as we stop believing they are safe, that's when we have the run and that's when the banks can't withdraw all the money for people. And yeah, it just, yeah, this film really pointed out, yes, the banking system's like one of the most important parts of each country's economy. Yeah, it is. Well, without the bank system, you can't get anything done. Yeah. That's why we have the government guarantee for $250,000 with the major banks and some of the other banks. Mm. Um, and the other interesting thing this film pointed out was how much, how important the ability for consumers to get credit is because they were saying, um, banks were stopping lending to retail customers like you and I if we wanted to get a credit card or buy a house or start a business. And if the banks stop lending to as many people, then innovation stops happening. People stop um, buying things, starting businesses, growing businesses, all of this stuff. So the government was really worried about the the banks reducing the money they were lending. Yeah, and I good. had yeah. never really thought about yeah, that. Yeah, the velocity of, of money in the system is what we call it. How important being able to borrow money is to our financial system as well. How quickly money moves around a system is one of the most important metrics to consider because the the thing that people don't understand, like, you know, this whole blockchain fiasco thing, people think that banks like do some sort of magic science where like money is created. Um, it's actually really interesting that yeah, people like have this total misconception about what banks actually do. Banks are incredible in what they facilitate. Like, for example, like $1 of savings might be... of lending. So if you think about that, if you stop that lending, it's not stopping $1. It could be stopping $15 from circulating. And that's why like a lot of blockchain stuff just simply doesn't work because it doesn't have that magnitude. And so as soon as you stop that, you have so many issues. Then you would have like rapidly, like you'd have disinflation, Kate. So if people stop spending money, well, what happens? The prices of goods falls because there's no demand. So then people's wages go backwards. And then you end in this spiral where you just have everything. So that's why the banking system is regulated. And we're very, we have a very, very, very strong banking system in Australia. And it's also government guaranteed for that very reason. So fascinating stuff. The next movie or series, I should say, is uh, came out not too long ago, 2022. It's a dropout. It made a lot of headlines. Um, the dropout basically... We, we talked about it a little bit on the show. Um, yeah, we did a scams and yeah, frauds scams. episode at some point in 2022. Yeah, she's since been um, sentenced. Um, Elizabeth with, Holmes, yeah. the, the founder of the, Theranos. Theranos, yeah. So basically what they were trying to do is test a bunch of different diseases via the prick of blood. Didn't work and they just allegedly, well, no, it's not allegedly anymore. They would 
have these fake machines that they were promising to all these investors, including the likes of like Rupert Murdoch and the biggest, wealthiest people in the world that were really sophisticated, you think, investors investing in this machine and this idea. Um, but they actually just had the, the competitors' machines kind of behind <laughs> the actual machine. And they said, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then it created this whole like incestuous thing at the company where everyone started to protect the company and whistleblowers... Like it was very hard for whistleblowers to say what was happening, people being threatened, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is just a lesson in, it was a fascinating story. It's a lesson in reminding yourself that even if something sounds amazing, that, that sometimes there's just no substance behind the, the, the business, the idea. Like we've seen in 2022, some of the biggest companies in the world really, really under pressure, like technology companies in particular, but also more innovative technology, just showing that it just is not working and mm. people can still do the wrong thing. And sometimes you just can't fake it till you make it. Yep, sometimes you can't. And there's a, a good book as well, Bad Blood by John Carreyrou. Yeah, which is the basis for the series. Yeah. yeah, and there's a couple of podcasts by different investigative journalists, one John Carreyrou led, but there's a few other podcasts that if you're also interested in the whole saga, yeah, worth checking out. Definitely the yeah, Bad Blood book is one of the, the most acclaimed books. Yeah. Uh, the next, next one. one, so Dropouts on Disney Plus, as far as I know. The mm-hmm. next one's on Netflix, Eat the Rich, the GameStop Saga. I only watched this recently. This is a sort of short mini series, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people heard about GameStop. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that- a COVID stock. Uh, it's a company that um, GameStop was a company. It's like uh, EB Games here in Australia. So it's like in malls in America, you go and you buy games. Uh, video games, that sort of stuff, and that's how they make money. Yeah. So this is more like a documentary of what happened, and they uh, talked to some of the people that were part of the Reddit forum where this was all happening, and they interview a whole range of different people. So it's more of a. Oh, doc- some of them. Have you, you've seen it. Like some of them are really weird people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're it's, bizarre people that are it interviewed. Is bizarre. Like I'm, yeah, there's some really odd units. Yeah. Who were yeah. behind that? Like yeah. And you can go and look them up online now. And some, yeah, I, you now? <laughs> I never paid much attention during that time because I was just sort of like getting on with life. But I did have some relatives or cousins that were asking about it. So, But I think this show had a good explainer on what a hedge fund is, what short selling is. Yeah, the explainer the was really good. power of social media and how that interacts with the investment markets because I think a lot of um, people that have been in the industry for a long time were like, like oh, social media can connect with markets and actually change prices of companies, which was um, quite interesting as well, that exploration. Yeah. So basically, this was a company that, for those of you who don't know, you can buy your games through Xbox or PlayStation or your PC directly through Steam and stuff like that. So you don't really need the stores anymore. So this business was faltering. Yeah. And all these people that love video games were like, no, we need to save GameStop. And what someone did on Reddit is they figured out that heaps of short sellers, so people that are betting against the company, were selling against the company, meaning they're shorting it. But what it also meant was that there wasn't that many shares left on the market. So it only took a few people to buy the shares to push up the share price and make the people that were betting against it lose money. And what actually happens is the more you do that, the more money those people lose. So it's like exponential. So every time that the share price went up $1, another dollar, it was like 3 or $4 against the short sellers. And the irony is is that the only way to stop that from spiraling out of control is to buy the shares. So the, fund, the hedge funds have to go and buy the shares, which then pushes more 
the mm. share price up even more and they lose even more money. Yeah. And so that one Redditor f- figured this out and that's why it went from like nothing to like $400 and back to nothing. And like millions of people were also jumping on this company. Yeah. Um, I, I remember some of the brokers actually stopped the trading on yeah, they had to stop it. this company. And I think it was AM, was AMC, the cinema company. Yeah, they did the same thing with cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because a lot of people didn't realize that the broker could stop trade. Yeah, you just on, yeah, on a company. Done. Yeah. And there was a heap of investigations around that, obviously. Let the people trade, you know, um, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. To the moon. Anyway, um, the sad thing is, I was actually. This is the only time when I've been called on to two to be do to be interviewed twice in one afternoon for the telly and radio um, to talk about this uh, Triple J and I think it was ABC and I was like you, people were asking about it and I was just like just stay away just yeah. stay away from it this is not something you need to get involved in and people were putting like their life savings into this sure like it sounded good but geez just be careful people. Yeah, a few people will make money, but most people won't. Yeah. Money Explained on Netflix, Kate. What is it? Yes, this is another less entertainment, more educational mini-series on Netflix, and they have individual episodes. I think they're about 20 minutes. There was one, a really good explainer on credit cards and how credit card debt works, so I Mm -hmm. thought that was quite... They managed to make the whole thing semi-interesting. There was also an explainer on scams and why... We consistently throughout time keep getting scammed mm-hmm. by different people and it showed some stories from a couple of hundred years ago to date. And yep. um, so I think that's quite a good one to watch if you just – it's more of a like a what not to do, what's to stay away from, but it, it's just good to add something to your awareness there. Netflix, if you're listening, please just reach out to us. We will do these things for you. We would love <laughs> to explain all of these concepts to Netflix viewers. We want to spread the idea of education. So this is fantastic. Please let us know. You know where to find us right here. Um, the next one is The Wolf of Wall Street, which probably everyone's heard of. This is Jordan Belfort. Um, most people who think of finance think of The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, you're in stocks. Yeah. Like The Wolf of Wall Street. I've actually never watched the film. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, all right. So I'll give, you, I'll give you the thing. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, craziness. Starts on Wall Street. Works out that he can scam people by the phone, pump and dump. So that's where you like you pump the stock up by saying really positive things. Then you sell it. Then everyone else loses. Um, doing a whole heap of crazy stuff. Also, lots of partying. According to the movie, lots of drugs uh, and some jail time for Jordan Belford at the end, um, and taking everyone for a ride along the way. It seems. Uh, and it's just it's a it's a movie that's like it's R eighteen plus I think. So don't watch it with your grandma or your kids um but it's just it kind of gives you an an extreme illustration of what stockbroking was maybe say 20 years ago it's not like that anymore um it's nothing like this (laughs) so um well not so i always say it's not nothing like this but it's it's far from it today uh and the idea is that the lesson to take away from that movie is that um margot robbie good uh did it really well. <laughs> um, another thing, Leonardo DiCaprio was awesome. And uh, don't basically never answer the phone when someone calls you about investing. That's just, that stuff still happens. If yeah. someone calls you on the phone, like invest, or if they're like, we can set you up with this account, just hang up the phone. I don't think there's ever been a good story of something in finance happening over the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've never heard a positive story. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Hang up the phone. Just go directly to the right website if you want to- Check the license. If someone says, oh, you need to give us your bank account details over the phone- Yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Inventing Anna is on Netflix. Yes. This this was another one that captured a lot of the imagination of just everyone, really, just not necessarily finance people. Uh, it was fascinating. Yeah. So, this is not a tale of someone who uh, evaporated billions of dollars, but it is a tale of a young woman who came to America and did manage to scam friends and hotels and a few banks out of a few million dollars. Mm. And so she created a whole identity. There was a mysterious backstory that she was a a Russian heiress and people just didn't ask enough questions, I think. And people just thought she would be good for it and be able to pay them back and things like that. And um, she just took people on a ride for quite a period of time until the whole thing came crashing down. And uh, I think people were most fascinated that she was managed to sort of like trick institutions by creating some fake paperwork. Um, but there was a, mm. a good podcast. There's been a few good write-ups about it. And now there's the the TV show. I th- I don't know if she's out on bail yet. I saw the other day something. Interesting. I did listen to a podcast interview with her on another platform and uh, from jail. It was done. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> she pretty much is like, yeah. I did what I did, but, you know, we can move on now. So I don't think she sounded very remorseful at all about the whole thing. Wow. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, fascinating. What was the other one? The one, this is not in our list, but the other one that was um, the Tinder Tinder Swindler or something like that. Um, Another case of like fake it till you make it, but it kind of like, yeah, Yeah. ended up in not a good way. So um, lesson is just be careful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just think... We're seeing this now, Kate. you got to be so. careful out there. Yeah. Um, finally, number eight. Numero eight on our list. We have Get Smart With Money. Sounds good. On Netflix. 2022 is when it's published. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, this is another... I don't know if it's a documentary, but it's kind of a case study show where they get some of the big personal finance names, people that do similar things to us in the United States, like Paula Pant, there's a few others, and they also got Mr. Money Mustache. The legend. Pete Ardney on the show. And they they in, they got like different Americans from different backstories, different financial situations to be involved, to be coached by one of them over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very synthesized version where they, they pretty much do a money makeover with someone and they're like, this is where they started. This is the the tale of their life. Then they have some sessions with the coach and then they have a few problems and then they work on things and it's where they are now. But I thought it, one of the most interesting examples on there was there was a, a sports, someone who was a sports star yeah. previously, had a really big contract, millions of dollars, spent all the money mostly and then had injury, wasn't able to get back. Um, I'm not quite sure where that got off to, but it was about he was realizing, oh, I actually can't spend like I spent when I was 18. Yeah. That happens a lot. Uh, as you know, Kate, uh, 2022, did a bit of work with some with an AFL team. And that's a huge issue. A lot of professional sports people that earn a lot of money really quickly uh, probably don't put in the time to learn as much as they need to learn about money and finance and just think, I'll earn more as a solution. Definitely does not work definitely does not work. You just have lifestyle inflation where everything creeps up with you. So, Yeah, um, and I think that's why yeah. it's important to learn to manage your money 
when you don't have much of it. So then when you do increase your salary and have more money or a windfall or something like that, you're better prepared for that. Absolutely. So educate yourself. Keep listening to the podcast. We're here. We'll be here every single week. But seriously, it's fun. Uh, We'll be here every week. And so these are eight shows. Just to get the recap, we've got The Big Short, bit of fun. Uh, Learn more every time you watch it, fair to say. Too Big to Fail, you know, be mindful that the banks are important to our system. The Dropout, which uh, we all know ended uh, in a bit of uh, prison time because of something that didn't exist. Eat the Rich, the GameStop saga. Don't trust everything you read on social media and be careful out there buying individual stocks. Uh, Money Explained, super educational. The Wolf of Wall Street. Stockbroking ain't like this as much these days, but it's just more infotainment. Uh, Inventing Anna. Beware of what you see online and the, the brand and, you know, do as I say, not as I do sometimes is the important thing. Um, like the people that you sometimes see or we profile in the media or elsewhere turn out to be not what you think. Finally, get smart with money. You know, it just a, sounds like a really good, I haven't seen a really good show around just learning from other people that do good things and can help. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. It's a bit of fun. Yes. If you're not a, a reader, go and, let, go and watch some of these. Let us know what you think. If you have any others that you want to add to it, like Greed or Wall Street or all of these other movies over the years, they're awesome too. So, yeah. There's quite, fun. 2022 was a big year for shows that were to do. I know there was um, one about the WeWork saga yeah, that was out yeah. as well. Um, and there was a few others. There was one about the whole Ponzi scheme, origin yeah. story. Um, There'll probably be one in the new year about some crypto exchanges and those types of things. So yeah. watch this space. There, is, and there if are so many. I think people are really getting into these shows. Whether they have a positive effect of reducing the number of people that get scammed, I don't know. If you're watching or listening to this Netflix, Stan, Disney Plus, let us know. We would happily create uh, the Australian version of Money Explained or the Australian version of Basically, get smart with money, get smart with investing, anything. We're happy to help and spread the oh, message and I don't of financial think you're literacy. Quite Leonardo DiCaprio. Come but- on, no, no, no. I couldn't do that, but I could. We could definitely do the education piece. I mean, come on. Monique's like, yeah, we can do it. Pull that up. Film, sure. No worries. Um, Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice.
This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.